Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 21st. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is indeed our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. We are on the road live from Alabama. And wow, have we had a phenomenal time on the ground in uh, one of the greatest states in the union. Did you know that out of all the 50 state constitutions, Alabama has the best one? I bet you didn't know it. Go read it. Check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. All right. So there's a lot to cover today on the broadcast. First, to recap... Um, we were not live on Monday. We were traveling to Alabama. We were indeed live on Tuesday. And uh, we had a great live show uh, on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, we were not live again. Uh, long, complicated story. We were in meetings all day. We were involved in the planning sessions. So that's incredible. We are live today, Thursday. So let me do a recap of Tuesday's broadcast. Sam goes live from American Village, ladies and gentlemen, in Montevallo, Alabama. And if you want to learn more about that, go to AmericanVillage.org. It's the original American Village uh, put together by a guy by the name of Tom Walker, just an incredible gentleman. And it's an educational center for children to educate them about the founding fathers, to help them understand back in 1775 and 76 what it was like during the American Revolution and the Declaration of Independence times. What was it really like? And they have characters and they have venues and they have uh, buildings that are replicas of uh, the Oval Office uh, and uh, George Washington's home, uh, etc. I mean, just incredible stuff, ladies and gentlemen. A huge statue of George Washington. Uh, it's kind of a cemetery-style area or whatever, just a place to reflect and to learn and to grow. The spirit of liberty is alive in Montevallo, Alabama, at AmericanVillage.org. I'm telling you that right now. Just tremendous educational opportunities. Uh, I talked to, as I mentioned, Tom Walker, the founder, uh, and over 800,000 children have gone through their facility to date to learn about America, to learn about the history. I went there and learned about how the justice system worked back in the day, etc. Just incredible uh, stuff. There's a movie that highlights um, the founding era, the uh, understanding of America, the reasons for the greatest country on the face of the earth. It goes on and on and on of their educational uh, opportunities. It was just tremendous indeed. My first guest on the live broadcast on Tuesday was a gentleman by the name of Dennis Levitt. And he's president of a group called United We Pledge, unitedwepledge.org. You say, Sam, how do they fit into the American village? Well, I'm going to tell you. 
United Repledge is a private, nonprofit, nonpartisan, non-denominational foundation established to celebrate our shared responsibility of American values of freedom, family, and faith. All right, now, they want to have allegiance to these traditional values. They want to be law-abiding citizens. They want to understand and obey the supreme law of the land and the Constitution. Now, understand that unitedwepledge.org is a separate group from AmericanVillage.org. All right, now, it's important to understand who's who in this thing. There is a company called Balance of Nature. They sell fruits and vegetables in capsule form. Just tremendous health food, okay? But Balance of Nature wanted to double down in patriotism. And it started out because they were asked to sponsor a 4th of July party. And they're like, hey, if it's just a party with, you know, a rock concert or whatever, a country concert, and, you know, wave the flag and that's it, then we're not interested. But if it has a prayer, <clears throat> if it shows respect to the veterans, if it, and there's several components, if it's really an educational opportunity for liberty and understand the real reason for the holiday, then absolutely we're in. Well, that evolved into balance of nature, putting a chunk of change into and spinning off this nonprofit organization. And so the CEO of balance of nature is a guy by the name of Lex Howard, who then took uh, some of his top brass people at balance of nature and reassigned them to this United We Pledge nonprofit organization. Well, now this nonprofit is doing more and more and more, and they've put 40 acres of land in Hurricane, Utah, towards the American Village of the West. So they're going to basically take the American Village original idea of Tom Walker, and then Dennis Levitt and team under the... Um, I guess leadership of Lex Howard might be the best way to say it, but now it's a, a separate entity, a 501c3. And the whole goal is to create this private nonprofit organization to develop partners and eventually create a, an American village of the West to train thousands of people as they come. Well, it's the gateway to what? Zion's National Park is where this thing's going to be? I mean, it's just wow. The repercussions are incredible. Well, to kick off the village event, they have a runner by the name of Tom Jones. Now, Tom Jones, ladies and gentlemen, is just, I don't know how you deal with this guy. He's a well-known extreme athlete. He was a boxer, kickboxer, fighter for years. He's an extreme athlete in the ultra-endurance world. Well, anyway, he was my second guest on the broadcast on Tuesday, and we talked about his V2V run. What is that? He's running from Montevallo, Alabama, the original American village, to the new groundbreaking event. He's running 76 marathons. That's 26.2 miles a day. 76. Understand, that's from 1776, right? The American Revolution. 76 marathons in 76 days. We uh, were broadcasting live. We interviewed Tom Jones right before he took off on his run. And he's running a marathon every single day, and he's going to arrive in Hurkin, Utah, uh, on July the 2nd. And we're going to ground break for the American Village of the West, is what we're calling it. And so you want to support the V2V run. You say, that's incredible. I want to keep an eye on this extreme athlete. You can do so, ladies and gentlemen, at United We Pledge. 
And United We're Pledge is looking for members. They're looking for volunteers. They're looking for donors to help grow what they're doing. They don't want it just to be Lex Howard believes in this, so he puts a bunch of money into it. They want this to be uh, a huge um, rollout of the American Village West. And we want to really bring all kinds of people involved. So the sacrifice of Tom Jones' incredible run. Uh, I mean, this guy's nickname is Quit Proof because he just will not quit. Quit Proof is his nickname. Anyway, incredible interviews uh, with Tom Jones and with Dennis Levitt, just highlighting what they're doing, how they're doing it, why, getting aboard, understanding it. Incredible, great show. That was hour one of the broadcast. Hour two, Sam continues live from the American Village in Montevallo, Alabama. And we had our guest on. It's one of the actresses, if you will, or one of the characters um, that literally plays the role. When you go there, remember, you, you hear from Abigail Adams. You hear from these founding fathers. Well, anyway, we interviewed Abigail Adams on your radio. She did a phenomenal job. I even tried to get her to bust out a character, and she wouldn't do it. Anyway, we also interviewed Brian Murtha. He's the filmmaker with Tom Jones. He's going to be filming incredible photography, the whole run of Tom, the good, the bad, the ugly, and every bit of it as he runs 76 marathons in 76 days. We also then had another guest on, Kathy Smith, the owner of the Loving Liberty Radio Networks, lovingliberty.net to learn more about that. But we interviewed Kathy Smith about her thoughts and about her feelings as she toured the American Village. Just tremendous to be part of it. We talked about Utah. The Beehive Olympic State of Utah has been named the state with the best economic outlook for the 15th year in a row. Utah's red-hot economy is getting national recognition, justly so. Uh, There's what's called the State Economic Competitive Index, and uh, Utah's top on that. They have about 15 different metrics that they use to gauge, uh, you know, which states are the hottest and why and everything else. We have a great quality of life. Um, People tend to vote with their feet. People tend to move to places with great jobs and great economy and everything. Utah is on the map. That is for sure. Not to mention the citizens of Utah are number one in charitable giving and volunteerism. So it's just incredible. Anyway, so we had all those guests on. (laughs) Not to uh, leave this guy for last because he's one of the best guests ever. In fact, he's so good that I'm going to try to get Dennis Levin on. I'm going to try to get... um, uh, Tom Jones, Mr. Quick Proof, on the air with us uh, going forward. Dennis Levitt. But I'm going to also get this guy on with us, too. This guy is incredible. His name is Mark Herr. And Mark Herr is president and co-founder of the Center for Self-Governance. Yeah, so uh, the Center for Self-Governance.com. The idea behind their whole organization is you can fix the system anyway incredible interviews with all those people i'm telling you it was the landmark broadcast of the week it was live it was outside uh they were kicking off the program to launch tom's run and we were part of it all baby and now we're live again from alabama and we've got two incredible guests coming up equally is riveting so how do you like them apples you are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, nationally syndicated, globally distributed radio broadcast.
treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk, as always, continues on your favorite news that ever refused to use talk station. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, I got Eldon Stahl with me. Eldon Stahl is the, what do you call it, regional coordinator of the John field Birch Society yep. in my area. They call him a field coordinator, but he's like regional because the different coordinators, the field coordinators are in different areas of the country, right? Yep. All right. Regional field coordinator. I'm not <laughs> sure. Hopefully the guy can just convert the whole world to understand that the John Birch Society is one of the real players when it comes to the sacred cause of liberty. Uh, JBS.org if you want to learn more about that or if you want to check out their incredible award-winning uh, magazine, thenewamerican.com. Check that all out. Well, Eldon, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you so much, Sam. Great to be here. All right, we also have Brian Rust, RustQuinnyGift.com. Over the past 50 years, Brian and fam have been helping you understand precious metals and most importantly, take possession of those metals. Other folks want to have you buy them and then they want to hold on to them. You wonder why, huh? Brian doesn't do that. He makes sure that you have it in your hot little hand. I call him Dr. Honest Money. Welcome to the broadcast, <laughs> sir. Thank you much, Sam. I'm trying to doctor it up, yeah. <laughs> all right man where's gold and silver looking sir uh gold is uh 1949.5 is that down then a little bit yeah down about 22 bucks wow 1949.50 correct all right what about silver sir 
Silver down about 20 cents at 24.93. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I was muted and didn't realize it. My fault. All right, so <laughs> silver was what? 24 point what again? 93. 93. Uh, what do you think, Brian? It's strange in this volatile market how it just, I mean, it slightly goes down, but it doesn't change much, right? Right. It, the, the manipulation based on paper, same same old stuff. I mean, we see the spikes and the peaks and valleys basically on this uh, uh, manipulation. I mean, they continue to, to play the games. And, uh, you know, the supply-demand doesn't matter. War doesn't matter. Nothing seems to matter. It just does what it wants to do, and, and obviously that's because of uh, manipulation. And so – Yes, Brian, I agree, and I know it's the standard deal, but it still never ceases to amaze me of how much manipulative control they really have. Just when you think that man is getting squirrely now, they can't control it anymore, they seem to just have a handle on it. Have a handle on it. Now, I'm, I have no doubt at one point they will lose control. But in the meantime, right. it just seems shocking of how much control they really have. Well, and you got you can't really buy into that narrative of, of, of that. You've got to look past that and say, you know, a lot of people say, well, gosh, it hasn't done anything. It's not going to do anything. Not a lot of, you know, I'm just, but, you know, it, I, I, I believe that just like anything, it's, it's uh, preparation. Uh, you know, peace is that preparation. So as we, I'm not saying everything else needs to be into metal, but we ought to be preparing in many aspects of, of life and, and, uh, and turn to God and, and so on. And if we're not, you know, then, you know, we're slowly led to hell or, we're, you know, before we know it, you know, now, now panic's driven. There's no peace simply because we weren't or we're, we don't want to hear or we didn't start preparing or and doing what we needed to do. It doesn't hurt to, to, to put a little time into preparation and, and doing what we can, because that's that peace of mind. I think that uh, I don't have to wait in line in a bank. I mean, we could, I guess, just go to examples of Venezuela and others who have had to, you know, when their financial uh, bottom is, is or, or, or financial, what they have is pulled out from underneath them. I mean, obviously, if we're preparing, then, then we're not having to rely on others or other. Uh, we can help others. Eldon, what do you think? I've been at this for 30 years, and I understand that they manipulate the money, and they suppress gold and silver, and they manipulate the relationship between the two and everything else. They've done it uh, for literally decades. They do it on paper as half of their manipulation. Not having people take possession is kind of another half of their con game, etc. cetera. Uh, dishonest money. I'm familiar with it. I get it, but I, it just never ceases to amaze me of how much control they really seem to have. Eldon? Yeah, well, there is quite a bit, and of course, it's it's kind of uh, in in a way by nature because uh, mankind is trying to get power and gain, um, and uh, you know people are constantly, since time immemorial, trying to do that in creative ways and ways that can be undetected, in ways that are difficult to uh, resist, uh, all those things. So there's a constant study of of how to go about that. So it, of course, there needs to be constant vigilance and. And uh, detecting their um, their methods and uh, all of their uh, ways of thinking, so that 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 could be uh, that can be undermined. Kurt Crosby's sitting on rhodium. What's that looking like, Brian? Rhodium's down about three hundred dollars from uh, last week at nineteen thousand seven hundred. 
Wow, he when he takes a hit, he takes a hit, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Bigger, the higher the amount, the bigger, bigger jumps. You know what? One yeah, factor too just, is, hmm. is uh, that uh, you, you, your 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 markets, your stock market, your paper markets. Basically, I mean, uh, if they allowed, uh, if it really was, you know, the crash or some things like that. I mean, the doomsday type thing. If we see that major crash, and so they pump those stocks, and they, you know, the the money is, you know, bouncing up and out, and nice profits and so on. So they try to keep as much uh, people involved in that. Uh, paper game and so and it's it's huge um, obviously we see it's huge and that 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 can that comes into play with that you know still that manipulating market so all right it makes you wonder eldon what what congress is going to do when it comes to honest or stable money they're really pushing for a digital uh, currency, Eldon. There's talk about it. Joe Biden's made some executive orders towards it. Uh, they don't want you to believe they're driving out cash, but eventually it's going to be a cashless society if they get their way, Eldon. Yeah, and that's uh, that's certainly we need to resist that, of course, because uh, we lose control over many things if if that happens. Uh, we've seen uh, just well what happened in Canada with those truckers, and they said, "Oh, we're just going to turn off your money supply." Well, you can't do that if it's cash, can you, so easily? The headline says this, Brian. U.S. Congress taking revolutionary steps towards a, quote, central bank digital currency. The future of money is here. Will the Federal Reserve Board deauthorize your access? What will happen? Will they deauthorize distributed uh, central le- uh, ledger type currency creation, distribution, and recordation, if you will, recording of the digital dollar detail. What are they going to do? Any idea? Well, they got to get their hand in, in the game. I mean, they've got to be because if they want power or control, uh, and and obviously this fiat currency is not, you know, obviously is collapsing, at, you know, and major inflated and all that. I mean, they want, yeah, they've got to get in the game. So they're. They're scrambling. I'm sure trying to uh, put their their uh, positions in place. Uh, you know, otherwise they're they're pushed aside as others, or, or the, you know, perhaps we the ruble becomes. There's already uh, you know the sanctions and and putting things on the ruble, and that causes havoc over in Russia. And Russia, you know, they're they're in the middle of the, you know, the Ukraine thing, and yeah, it's it's a it's a world world. Uh, you know, world trying to scramble. Who's going to have the power? Is it China and India and those countries? Is it is it Russia? Who is it? How's this all going to play out? And 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 basically, you know, we we start we're seeing all these conflicts and 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 uh, things that are happening as far as you know us as Americans. I mean, the pressure's there simply because of our you know inflation and and the cost of goods and and uh, all this thing that's you know that's happening around us i mean and what's going to happen you know we we as a people tend to look and say okay well what's going to happen food price is going to soar you know obviously lower income people are are using credit cards to pay for fuel and and food and so on and and they're paying then you add another 10 to 25 percent of interest rates on their debt and i mean it just it's a ripple effect of all these things happening and uh, yeah, that's that's one, you know, that that crypto or, or or digital currency or whatever you want to call it, 
um, yeah, they're trying to, I'm sure, get trying to put themselves in place. What do you say that to that, Eldon? Uh, Joe Biden uh, literally planning for a digital currency. Congress doubling down on this digital currency idea. They say the U.S. Congress taking revolutionary steps. Others are writing that they put a secret bill in place to move us to a digital currency. Uh, they're on this, buddy, like nobody's business. When we come yeah, back, they, we'll have Eldon well, Stahl respond to that. Hang tight, Eldon. I want to give you time to fly, so hold on. Liberty Roundtable Live, Brian Rust, Eldon Stahl. Brian Rust with RustQuinnandGift.com. Eldon Stahl with the new American.com or JBS.org, if you will. I'm Sam Bushman. We are on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips continues in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell walked out of a G20 meeting on Wednesday when the Russian finance minister started speaking. Yellen and Powell were joined by other world leaders, including the head of the European Central Bank, the Canadian Deputy Prime Minister, and Ukraine's finance minister. The federal government is jumping back into the mask mandate business. The Department of Justice on Wednesday said it will appeal a ruling striking down the mask mandate for public transportation after the Center for Disease Control and Prevention requested the appeal. Sarah Nelson, international president of the Association of Flight Attendants on the Hill website, says they were blindsided when the mask mandate was lifted this week. They were told their job was to enforce this. They are supposed to have that standing in the cabin to keep everyone safe, and that really undermines their roles. Thanks for listening. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. A new bill to be discussed today in Florida is aimed at Disney's privilege. The Florida Senate has passed a bill on Wednesday to repeal a law allowing Walt Disney World to operate a private government over its properties in the state. The proposal could have huge tax implications for Disney, whose series of theme parks have over the decades transformed Orlando into one of the world's most popular tourist destinations. The Florida House is expected to take up the bill on Thursday. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. After Netflix announced another rate increase, hundreds of thousands of subscribers quit Netflix, leading to a poor quarterly report. Billionaire investor Bill Ackman and his Pershing Square hedge fund lost around $400 million or more as it dumped its entire Netflix stake. 
The hedge fund bought about 3.1 million Netflix shares back in late January. USA Radio News. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Rust of RustQuinnegift.com with me. Eldon Stahl of the John Birch Society, JBS.org, or TheNewAmerican.com. Both sites give you incredible information. I'll tell you that right now. We're talking about honest money, as always, on your radio, and Brian Rust is with us. RustQuinnegift.com. Uh, and so, Eldon, I threw it to you right before the break. It, it just, uh, I don't know how to respond to this stuff, but they're going to double down for digital currency, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and uh, you know that shouldn't be a huge surprise, uh, seeing what's been going on uh, over the years. But um, you know, it depends how uh, how aware you are. I certainly, uh, encourage your your listeners to uh, you know subscribe to the New American, get or at least go to the website and uh, regularly and and get your news there rather than through some I don't know some place like CNN or something like that. I hope they don't aren't going there. <laughs> but uh um but yeah it's uh they've been of course wanting to consolidate power and part of that of course is uh just making it so every transaction is is uh traceable or uh, it, there's no anonymity in um transactions anymore and a digital currency certainly gives that and and great power to just uh you know cancel somebody make sure that if uh, they have uh, unapproved views and they're using their funds for unapproved things that the government doesn't approve of, then uh, they can be shut down quickly and without uh, significant resistance. So we need to resist all that. What's shocking me about this, uh, Eldon and Brian, is that, you know what, I don't really hear a lot of opposition in Congress. You've got a lot of Republicans that are in the minority party right now. They've got half the Senate, uh, and they've got significant number, I mean, over 200 still in Congress. So it's not like they don't have any representation. Or, or, but the only one I really hear speaking out of, uh, against the fake money, against the digital government central control of currency, etc., cetera, uh, is really Rand Paul. Uh, now, there might be a couple of others that mention it from time to time or whatever else, but there's not any real mounted serious opposition to this, Brian. Yeah, which I, you know, which is, which is pathetic. I agree. It's it's similar to a lot of things. It seems like the the good old boy club up there that uh, that's going on. There's a few, you know, that are fighting against it and so on. But in the, in the majority is, it's, you know, they're not concerned. They don't care. You know, they're your it's their agenda, not yours. So he, I, I, yeah, I've heard Rand get up and and mention it with really good and strong points. But I've heard Rand do that on other points, and it just seems they just don't care. It's like it's like uh, Fauci and all the other things that that are going on up there. We just I just shake our we shake our head at all this thing and say, really, that's really happening. And 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 they just it's right's wrong, wrong's right. It's like Disney. What's happening with Disney and their push and and all these other things? You just Wow. And, you know, this abortion thing, California, what was the thing with California on this abortion? You, you shake your head at the fact of, okay, well, if a, a, a baby is born uh, and and uh, after seven days you can terminate. 
isn't that life? Isn't that killing some life? I mean, in the, and not even just seven days after prior, but I, it's just it's we sh- we shake our heads with all this stuff and just going, how is? I mean, <laughs> what's going on in the world? And, and you know, like I say, money, one more thing. What's going to happen next? Do you want to respond to this California abortion bill there, uh, Eldon? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's. <laughs> You know, it's certainly a trend in the way of people are thinking that, uh, yeah, we can we can kill people uh, even after they're born, and uh, you know that's that's a terrible uh, sign that uh, certainly they've uh, abandoned God, they've abandoned basic morality, and when you do that, of course, what happens is the morality uh, compass tends to be well, whoever's in power, whoever has the guns, decides what is moral and what is right. And that's really what happened actually in the in the Soviet Union. They they had a kind of a sense of morality in a, in a public morality that was enforced and taught by the the communists that were in power. But once it fell apart, you know, the the country had just huge crime rates because people just you know they hadn't uh, developed that inner sense of right and wrong. They depended upon the government to impose that from the top down. Yeah, I don't know how to respond to it. Let me tell you what the left does, and then you can kind of respond to this, Brian. The left says that bill isn't to do that at all, Brian. <laughs> they just let literally flat out lie and say we don't. We're not doing that. Brian, let me just explain to you. I know that you're getting sunburned. Okay. But the sun is not coming up today. Do you understand that? <laughs> right. I mean, they just literally just lie and just say it's not happening. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, how do you deal with these people? I, that's, that's it. I mean, I, I don't. I can't understand it. I, you know, it's 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 yeah. Wrong's right. Right's wrong. And we just shake our heads and going, okay, common sense. Where's the common sense in any of this? And that's when we say, you know, the. The, the people at the top, the Rand Pauls are fighting against, but there's so many with common sense when we're, we're going to bring that judge in and, you know, can you describe what a female is? And she can't. Well, listen, now aren't we going to, are we going to destroy the, the women of our lives or, or females in general or all their, it's, it's, it's so many things. And so uh, I think, and, and, and when, when you've got chaos, because of clutter and all this in our lives, we're weeding through all this clutter. It, I think maybe that the agenda is as long as they can keep us cluttered up, then we can't make or focus on really things that matter most. And we tend to fall and now we're depressed. And what's next? The big depression, the next big depression, I guess back from, you know, when, when in 1914 through 45, the painful economic conditions that we're facing and, Great Depression. Is that where we're headed? Just because it's <laughs> it's chaotic mess, we can't <laughs> crime and all the other things. Yeah. All right. You want me to tell you how you want me to tell you how they're playing the game, Brian? Here's the deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not killing their babies up to seven days. They're just leaving the babies to die. There's a big difference. Don't you understand that? Oh, I see. Can't get food anybody. Well, they're just not gonna feed the baby. Oh, well, that's comforting, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's see, it's, right. It's, it's, 
<laughs> it's just all how you look at it. They're not taking any action to kill anybody. You understand that, right, Alden? We're not we're not killing anybody. Sure, sure. I mean, you act like we're doing something evil or something. Yeah. Wouldn't think well, that. We're just not gonna we're just not gonna provide sustaining life to the uh, blob of tissue. Ah. I know it's like on its own now and it's moving around and crying and everything. But if you wear earplugs, you don't hear the cries. Oh, okay. See? I, I'm just uh, telling you, it, it is psychotic. You don't feed your kids. Uh, is that a crime? <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but, but this isn't a kid yet. We haven't accepted that it's a kid yet. Oh. So what is it? So you have a warped sense of children, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> you think because they cry and they, you know, go to the restroom and think, you think that that makes it a kid. It's not a kid until we say so, Alden. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, see, they're just literally playing games. The problem is, since they've got so much control of the media and they do these, quote, fact checks, they've literally got a fact check that says we're not killing babies. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, what are you killing? Well, we're not killing anything. It just dies on its own, gentlemen. See? We take a hands-off approach, don't you understand? So hands-off we right. won't even feed it. I've never known a woman to give birth to anything other than a baby. Oh, right. oh. See, you must be a terrorist. <laughs> I only yeah. laugh so I don't cry, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business indeed. Do you want to hear some good news for a change, gentlemen? Yes. Uh, you know on Monday how they jettisoned the mask mandate on airplanes and, quote, government centralized controlled travel. I want to remind you that government centralized controlled travel is part of the 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto, to make that very clear. But a Donald Trump-appointed federal judge says the Biden airplane mask mandate is illegal. The details come from Breitbart News. And a federal judge by the name of Catherine Mazel, appointed by former President Donald J. Trump, ruled that the central government or the mandate from the CDC exceeded the CDC's statutory authority and that it was a regulation that needed to go through months of public comment before it could be enacted if it was going to be legal and proper. When we come back, let's have you gentlemen respond to that because it is a sliver of good news. One, you don't have to wear masks on your planes anymore or government transportation. But two, you know, they always tell us from the Republicans that Oh, it's the courts, stupid. we got to have Republicans because they'll put good guys on the courts. We're finally seeing it pay off. you got to dig it. We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's buckaroo calendar order online from rangemagazine.com loving liberty network salutes the spirit of the american west at rangemagazine.com i think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since i was little i was taught that smoking was wrong recent studies indicate that smoking among teens 
often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, California bill promoting and legalizing infanticide could literally leave babies um, to die up to six weeks. Of course, they're not killing anybody. They're just kind of taking a hands-off approach. But now OGBYNs and all kinds of doctors are testifying that's the case. The Democrats have now finally admitted that's the case. But this is going on in Maryland and in California right now, ladies and gentlemen, this pro-death agenda that just seems to i don't even understand how we can be discussing this uh in the country it literally makes you sick to even think about brian yeah i agree with you it's it's uh it's murder no doubt about it all right now this federal judge did a good job though and jettisoned the mask mandate saying hey the government doesn't really have authority the cdc uh, stepped out it's really uh, outside of its authority and um is criminal uh, they can't do that. <clears throat> so the federal judge, Catherine Mazel, appointed by former President Donald Trump, ruled that, hey, you just can't do that. So they shut it down. Um, let's go with uh, Alden first. Or Eldon, Stahl, I mean. Sorry, Eldon. Eldon. All right, we'll try to get Eldon back. Brian, what That's, do you say to this, though? This, this is a... Oh, go ahead, Ellen. Okay. So, yeah, this really should have never happened in the first place. Uh, we have people uh, that go through their uh, primary school and they, uh, they memorize the preamble to the U.S. Constitution. What they should be memorizing really is something that's a lot shorter. It's right after the preamble. It's Article 1, Section 1, Clause 1. All legislative power, in other words, all lawmaking power, Herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States. And so when you go to the airport, it has this sign that says, according to federal law, you have to wear a mask, right? You've seen that. Well, it's a lie. There's no federal law that was passed by Congress. Congress has the power to make law. And so if people would have been educated in, in even that first clause, it's not even full sentence of the U.S. Constitution, 
They'd say, that's just a bunch of nonsense. There's no law. So we're not going to follow that. And that would be it. It wouldn't be, you know, uh, well, did a judge decide if this was constitutional or anything like that? The people would be able to recognize it on its face that it's not. And they they would just say, no, I'm not going to do that. Imagine that. <laughs> That's kind of real where the rub uh, is interesting. Now, what I find fascinating is, you know, when you went on airplanes, they said, hey, you know, due to federal law, this is the case. You must wear a mask or you can be removed from the plane. Da, da, da. You wonder if you could hold the airlines criminally responsible for lying and saying that there's a federal law in place when there really literally isn't based on the supreme law. Uh, but see, it would take somebody to sue and go to court over that, Brian. Yeah, that's the that's the problem, and uh, you know, and and if you're if you're there and you, you know, if you if you cause a, a ripple or something in the effect of what they're trying to uh, accomplish there, then they arrest you and you're terrorist or you're, you know, you're you don't want to you don't care about anybody else. You're just doing your yeah. So it it, it becomes a it, it's a big a big game that they play. You know, and and then maybe a terror uh, or a fear factor type thing. Okay, now I'm being arrested for something that they shouldn't be doing in the first place. And it becomes a big cycle, and that's that's like I guess part of that agenda. We have the power. We don't care what that constitution says. We're in fact we're trying to remove or change the constitution as we go. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's kind of a... I think that's true, Brian, but what I find fascinating is you would think that there'd be enough American people to be absolutely incensed and to push back on two topics. One, this pro-death agenda that's been going on for literally 50 years in America. We've killed over 60 million babies on Roe versus Wade. Now we see their real evil hand moving forward saying, we don't even care if the baby's born now. We still want to kill it. This is going on in Maryland and California simultaneously. They're pushing the envelope of pro-death or the envelope of pro-death like never before. We're seeing that, and then we're seeing this idea that, hey, they just want to tell you that the president just made a mandate. He just made a law. He just extended it. There's no congressional involvement or approval. There's no state adoption of or acceptance of those laws. I mean, I even debate whether the government has control over the airline industry in the first place. It's part of the Communist Manifesto to have government control, private ownership of government control of transportation. All this smacks of just absolute tyranny uh, and absolute communism and socialism and whatever you want to call it, just pro-death. The evil hand is just in your face everywhere, Um, like we've never seen it before, Brian. Well, that's exactly right, and I I think, you know, we're we're, – I think there's, you know, many like yourselves and 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 this uh, America Village and 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 things that are that are happening throughout the world, the, the, our nation, you know, that's coming about, and and I think that's the big, you know, the voice that we're trying to get and and help it grow and and, and kind of to get to that point because, you know, the media is driven by this left, and so most of that voice or this left, it just shows the fact of okay, here's these protesters that don't want to wear masks and they're evil <laughs> and they're doing all this, and so they they're allowed to kind of push that out. So the majority of people are watching this on their news networks and reading about it, and so the small minority are working their way to to gain some of the access to where more and more people see it, and we can grow in in uh, bigger numbers, and then eventually, you know. Now they're 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 having to change because of all the the evils that are that are, that are happening. 
So <clears throat> Eldon, you want to jump in on I, this one? I think well, I think a lot of it what's what's going on is really the the churches have taken a back seat. And they said, well, you know, we're going to just teach basically as if uh, the teachings of the scriptures have no practical application to uh, day-to-day life, including uh, public policy. Uh, so we're just going to teach about faith and prayer and all that, which is all good. But if you don't apply it, um, how how pleased do you think that God is with you? If you uh, hopefully you believe in the supreme being of some sort, uh, the the churches have just uh, you know said, well, we're we're just not going to get involved, and the people have accepted the idea that uh, there's no uh, relevant application to faith other than uh, just you know attending your church meetings and going home and and going about your life. Uh, we that needs to change for uh, you know people to uh, have that and, and we need to stop sending our uh, children to pagan indoctrination centers five days a week for 35 hours a day or 35 hours a week that just uh, of course that's going to uh, alienate people from the teachings of the scriptures and they're they're not going to uh, uh, think that they're relevant to applying them to uh, the public sphere so it's those, a little bit you know, comical, uh, Eldon, to make your point. You know, you put your kids in government school, the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, 35 hours a week, virtually full-time, for literally yep. like kindergarten plus 12 years, at least 13 years, not counting an AA degree or a bachelor's or even a master's degree. So you're talking a minimum of 13 years, more like usually 15, 17 18 and when you get done and your kids are off the rails and they're all socialist and communist and, and they don't believe in any of the american uh, ideal ideals or anything like that and then everybody's like man i don't understand what's wrong i, I just don't yeah, get what why, happened uh, what, you know and <laughs> what, why we're in trouble why people it doesn't make any sense and uh, brian i mean i don't mean to be rude it's, but it's 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 laughable brian well, that's it. I mean, we kind of, you know, we're rolling down that road, and and we're seeing evidence of more and more things that are that are taking place, uh, you know. And it's, I think, parents are starting to stand up, and and uh, you know, and and they're called, I guess, racist as well because they're terrorists, I guess, if they stand up. But they're, I think, more and more are simply because of their. I guess we're getting more involved, and and, that, and I guess that's the key. You know, if we just allow our kids to go because it's a nice babysitting situation because we don't have time to, to deal with it. And then, the, you know, we have the families that are falling apart. And so, the you know, kind of the the foundation that we need a strong, you know, a strong family and so on, it falls apart. And so now the, the mom's working, single family homes, and she's working. So where, where, where are we going to put the kids? Well, we got to put them in some, something. And these schools seem to be the place that we can do it. And it's just kind of a ripple effect, and yeah, the, the terrorists are going to go down there and try to reform them, and you know <laughs> that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know why we don't just jettison these things altogether. But when are you going to wake up and get it for reals and take serious action? I mean, it's great that you're down there battling for what you believe to be right. I appreciate that, but man, you're a day late and a dollar short. I'm telling you right now, folks, it's really a tragedy. Final point on this too, Brian. I don't really understand how we've let it get this bad. 
Now, the good news is there's more people waking up now than ever before. I've, I've literally half the people I talk to these days are like, hey, you know what? I, I, I was really not politically active or involved, but man, when the cocoa hit uh, and they locked us all down, I realized something's seriously wrong. You know, half the people I talk to say that. And so, you know, the last several years, there's been a great awakening taking place. I don't think it's still enough yet, but I think it's a start. Brian, and then we'll go to Eldon. Well, and I think you're right, Sam. I, you know, it'd be nice to see, you know, what's what's that, that's frustrating this fact of, oh, well, they'd say, okay, well, like in Congress and, and, and in the government, they say, well, if you want someone good in there, just vote them in. And, and, and I think the problem is, is we feel like we're trying to vote people in, but it, they get up there and it becomes their part that they join the society or whatever, because there's just not enough standing up that are really fighting it. I think there, we need more of that ripple effect. And and that would help to bring more and more people on board and saying, okay, Rand Paul's trying to do it, and maybe Mike Lee and others, but they're attacked by, by even more people. It, it just is hard, and, and it is a hard fight. But uh, it'd be nice to see more more and more stand up to what they say they're going to do instead of just fall in line with whatever the, the the group wants them to do type thing. So that would be a nice thing. <clears throat> Final word on the topic is yours, Eldon. Well, over the years, we've found that uh, if you have at least 500 people in a congressional district that are working consistently to educate their fellow citizens in good principles of government and educating them on how their uh, c- congressmen vote with respect to the U.S. Constitution, uh, then you can overcome the media, you can overcome that propaganda, and you can uh, have a real influence on how your congressman votes or or how the people vote, uh, whether or not they want them to return to Congress or find somebody else. Um, and so I, I would just invite people to be part of the solution rather than uh, be part of the, uh, you know, the people that are just discouraged and think, oh, we can do nothing about this. this is, there's there's real uh, solution there. So we've, we've got the video you can watch on YouTube, Power 500. Uh, it's great, great video, walks you through that. Uh, but uh, yeah, be part of the solution. You Good say point. five people per per congressional district is all it really takes to move the needle. Five hundred. Huh? <laughs> oh, five hundred <laughs> out. I wish it was five. Nice wow. Five, right. but <laughs> and what's the video called again, real quick? The Power of Five Hundred. The Power of Five Hundred. It's a JBS yeah. video. Right. There you have it, ladies. Brian Rust and Eldon Stahl. Thank you so much. Brian, we'll let you fly. Eldon, stay there. One hour in the can. Second hour coming up. Hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live, nationally syndicated, globally distributed by LovingLiberty.net. You've got friends in the talk radio business. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for April the 21st in the year of our Lord, 
2022. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Eldon Stahl with me, jbs.org or thenewamerican.com. Both websites are incredible. And uh, he is a field coordinator for the JBS in my area, doing a phenomenal job. Always joins me on the radio, just just riveting content. And a lot of the times when he comes on, we like to talk about stories from the New American Magazine because there's just so much going on. And, man, there's just story after story after story of hard-hitting commentary and news and education from thenewamerican.com. <clears throat> now, I've got a few stories from The New American and a few stories not that we're going to rifle through to really get Eldon's comments on a bunch of them. So as I mentioned to you last hour, <clears throat> it was kind of the first highlighted story that we focused on. Uh, Biden, um, well, let's say this. Everybody is pushing for uh, the getting rid of the masks, right? That's really a big story. This yep. We're going to get rid of the mask thing. Um, but now it looks like uh, even though the courts ruled against the uh, CDC on this, now it turns out that the Department of Justice to appeal travel mask mandate ruling uh, pending the decision on the CDC on the necessity of masks, the newamerican.com with this great piece highlighting the Justice Department is literally now <clears> – <throat> Uh, I don't know if he's going after the judge or what, but they want to certainly overturn the judge's ruling. Eldon? Yeah, well, not not a huge surprise, right? Uh, you know, that's something that the Biden administration has been pushing for, for a while, and they, they want to keep their power. Uh, the tendency of people that uh, are in power is they want to keep their power, and they want to exercise their power regardless uh, of uh, what the people think. Uh, so they want, uh, you know, less accountability and all that. And that's really what's been going on. We've had people that are unaccountable to you and me. Did you vote for anybody in the CDC? Did you vote for anybody in the uh, yeah, any of these other departments that uh, Congress claims to delegate basically lawmaking authority over you and me uh, to? Well, no, of course not. And, of course, that's to the disadvantage of you and me. Uh, that's it, it's supposedly in the name of efficiency, but it uh, it, it really uh, takes you and me out of the picture because we're not able to hold these people accountable in, in any meaningful way. Um, so we've got that going on. Uh, until we abandon that, we're going to have more of this, uh, you know, uh, legislation by fiat or legislation by uh, the stroke of the pen or whatever you want to call it, and then. Uh, of course, none of these judges have been elected by you and me. Uh, so it, you, you have all of that going on. Uh, it, it should be uh, something where we demand that Congress take our power, not not just Congress's power, but our power, our representative power, we're making laws back and that we are actually represented. We're not represented by bureaucrats. And thank the heavens we're not, although it feels like we are, ladies and gentlemen, because the lobbyists and those who control America seem to have a lot of sway. And they only do because we the people aren't engaged, ladies and gentlemen. If we use our greater numbers, if we stand together, we could really rat out those people who want to run America off the rails. Uh, and so, for example, the DOJ challenging uh, an appeal, the mask mandate. Look, we need a, uh, 10 million Americans 
to really stand up. If we had 500 Americans in each congressional district, we're told we could move the needle by this John Birch Society video. Uh, what do you got? <clears throat> is that just in the House of Representatives district, or is it in the Senate reality as well? In other words, can I, can I say this per senator as well, or no? Uh, well, not exactly, because senators cover the whole state. So in a state like Utah, it, 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 it would be four congressional districts, so that would be you know, approximately the 2,000 uh, in, a, in the Senate uh, for Utah. But a state like Wyoming, which only has one congressional district, well, the senator covers the same amount of people in the same area, so that would be 500, wouldn't it? We need 217,500 people if it was 500 per congressman of 435 congressmen. So 217,000. So really a million Americans united could really make the difference, uh, I believe. Yeah, it'd be more than enough, wouldn't it? You know, and, and that's what, one-third of 1% one is all it is? Yep. Uh, yep. If you take they gotta be, of three. You know, active. they got to be trained in... in uh, you know, being effective, but uh, yeah. In other words, you it, just can't definitely. have those people. You got to have those people understand how to organize. Yeah, and those right. people they, they have can't to be understand. At home and... <laughs> they have to understand what levers to pull, what to focus on, too. Just just yelling and screaming on Twitter and throwing things at your TV, you know, it isn't going to cut it. Even if you have ten million doing that, uh, so nope. it, it's yeah. got to be effective <laughs> moves. Is the point, right? Yep, a concerted action, of course. They can't be just everybody doing their own thing and all, all that. They've got to be working on, uh, you know, educating their uh, local people, uh, people in their communities in, in a systematic way. And if they do that, then, yeah, well, definitely. Even, you know, you look at uh, Congress, and we like to bemoan how it's difficult to influence them, but you talk with just about any congressman and say, okay, if you get 50 phone calls, in a relatively short amount of time, uh, opposing, supporting a bill, does that get your attention? And they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, hardly anybody uh, anymore picks up the phone and actually calls their congressman. They figure an email is just sufficient, which it, it generally is not. They get flooded with emails. But who takes the time to pick up the phone and call them? And, you know, just use your phone. And they call it the power of 500, inform electorate at work. And I think this really tells the story. That headline's brilliant because it highlights what it is. We need 500 per congressional district, and they've got to be uh, informed electorate. They've got to have people that understand what, the real game. They've got to really study it from the inside out and then go to work, uh, Eldon. Yeah. yeah, understand, and it's easy way to remember, understand and demand adherence to the Constitution. Uh, and of course, influence others, organize others to do the same. Uh, if we do that, then uh, so many of these problems that we talk about, they just, they don't occur because the people understand basic principles. They demand that uh, our rights and our Constitution be respected. And uh, if they do that, surprisingly, Congress is actually quite, um, quite responsive to the people, um, but often, too often what's happens is the only people that Congress hears from is the, you know, the major news media, they've got a big megaphone, and uh, uh, the lobbyists, if we don't speak up, they don't hear from us. It's just that simple. So we've got we've to get around that, and this is the way to do it. You've got to organize and 
uh, understand good principles and then uh, systematically spread the word. The John Birch Society provides that. So Now I want to highlight a little bit about this video too. It's Robert Brown. He's a field director for the John Birch Society who kind of highlights this reality. He's a regional field director of the John Birch Society. He presents the society's what they call long-standing and successful plan for creating informed electorates. That's the only long-term solution for restoring and protecting constitutional liberties that'll actually work, where there's real solutions uh, in mind. And they've actually done, uh, what, case studies on this to kind of prove that it works, something else? This isn't just a, a good idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is, this is a, a battle-tested, right? Yeah, one of the stories it tells in the, uh, just to give you a little maybe teaser for the, the video if you want to watch it, is, uh, you know, he tried this out. He said, okay, let, I'm in Montana. Let's try this out. And a uh, simple thing he did, he got, uh, you know, people visiting. Um, every time, the I think it was Dennis Reberg, is not in Congress anymore, but it, uh, he was uh, coming to town. He'd do a town hall, and they'd pass out these scorecards on how Denny Reberg voted. And at first, when he was in Congress, he his score was not not that great, really. Uh, but over time, uh, I think he said it was a a year or two, I, some somewhere in there, um, his score kept going up and up, and finally it was about ninety percent. And uh, and then you know the funny thing is what happens when they have a good score, instead of saying oh you picked the bat the wrong bills to score us on. They say, hey, can I get a copy of that? And they start making copies themselves and have their staff <laughs> distributing them too. <laughs> so, so uh, that's, it. but uh, yeah, he changed his voting pattern. So that, you know, it's real application. And the real power of this brilliance is to get other people doing a lot of the work for you. You know, if Congress is going to vote on bills, if they're going to basically betray us and then debate whether we use the right bills or the wrong bills uh, to score them and everything else, then we have them literally printing out uh, information. Pretty soon, you know, their staffs are running ragged uh, trying to defend themselves against uh, the reality that we're pointing out. And that's part of the key. The other part of the key, though, is the organization of the 500 per district that really move the needle. These are people that aren't just Joe Blow. These are people that are trained and understand, and they organize themselves in meaningful ways so they get this synergistic power uh, because they know exactly what to spend their time on. They know exactly yeah. where they need to pull the levers, exactly where they need to apply the pressure, exactly when they need to uh, give somebody the benefit of the doubt versus when they need to double down and say, no, no, no. Uh, kind of a, this, this takes a little bit of practice and training and experience and work in and of itself, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want you to think it's a get-out-of-heck-free card, because it isn't. It's a hard-work card that happens to work. We'll talk about that with Ellen Stahl in seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. The Epic 
www.freedomfactortimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Recent studies show that parents who smoke in the home are more likely to have children who smoke. Yes, in fact, my brother, he's 22 now, he told me and my father that's why he started smoking. One of the reasons why he started smoking is because my dad was around, you know, and he, he, my dad, they saw my dad smoking. My dad said, okay, I don't want you to smoke. I don't want you to you know, watch what I'm doing. Recent studies also show that in homes where parents don't smoke, their children usually don't smoke either. I am the way I am because my grandparents taught me what not to do. They gave me morals. They gave me belief. They gave me something to believe in. They just taught me well. I love them. <laughs> I do. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl. We're talking about this power of 500, changing the electorate, literally getting a handle on things. I was mentioning that it's that it's not just this disorganized. Hey, all you got to do is get five people. No, you got a lot more work than that, folks. It's not a you got a heck free card <laughs> at all. It's a really a, a a blueprint, a plan to go to work and make a difference. Though, look, you're not going to get out of this without a lot of hard work. Ellen is the point. Yeah, it's very true. And and for some people, uh, just admittedly, they're not quite ready for that. They're looking for the get rich quick type of or or. Uh, type of scheme, right? Uh, this is not that. This is actually something that has been battle tested. Uh, it does work, but it does require some sacrifice on a person's part. Uh, but, you know, we do need to focus on, well, what are the key things that are going to preserve our liberty? Uh, and what are the key things that uh, those that are trying to take away our liberty, what are their, their key uh, agenda items? How do we work against that? And educating people to be able to recognize those and to work for, of course, the good and against the bad. Uh, so this this lays it out in, in simple form that anybody really can do. Uh, they might have to modify it a little bit for their own circumstances, but uh, there there's uh, ways for anybody to be part of this uh, process, uh, be part of the 500, and be you know part of a focus team that's. Uh, uh, you know, you know how to how to change your community, and, and that's really what it comes down to. We focus so much on uh, elections, which are important, but really it comes down to the voters. They're, the people that they elect reflect their understanding. Uh, you could kick out Nancy Pelosi today, but chances are, unless there's a significant change in the understanding of the voters in her congressional district, they're going to send somebody very similar to her back to Congress. And most likely, if we see the pattern, they'll send somebody worse. I don't know how that's possible, but they will. <laughs> they might try, yeah. So, 
So yeah, it's it's not. You know, people say, well, let's just do term limits or something. Let's just, after X number of terms, uh, they change them out. Okay, well, you can do that, but who's going to replace that person? Unless the voters think differently, they're going to send somebody similar back. It's not going to be any tectonic shift in uh, Congress or anything. So let's let's look for real solutions, not not something that's just kind of uh, I don't know a band aid or whatever. Uh, analogy you want to use do you believe eldon that this uh, video provides the training necessary or does it just outline the idea and the reality of this idea but yet you've got to get kind of greater training well certainly uh experience uh, you, there's nothing that can replace that uh the the video gives an overview of it uh how to implement it in a in a basic way you know, an outline, but uh, you're going to probably want to uh, connect with somebody locally that's been doing this. Uh, they can tell you their experience, help you set up a, a workable plan that is uh, for your particular situation and your community, or maybe you live out in the sticks where there's hardly anybody. Well, that's going to be very different than if you're in an urban area, for example, um, and, and talk with your uh coordinator or maybe it's a volunteer section leader or chapter leader uh somebody that's been doing it and uh and you know go that way and over time you'll probably find out that there are certain things that uh work well for your area just because it's unique um unique aspect of it and others that uh maybe aren't working so well but the the overall um outline of the plan is, is going to hold true just for, you know, anywhere. It's just uh, sometimes finding the, the exact application. So anyway, the power of 500 is the title of the video. Look for it. It's on YouTube. It's on jbs.org. And really, it's informed electorate at work. You got to get informed. You got to understand the way it works. I know I've repeated that, but I just want people to understand. We're not talking about a get rich scheme, get rich scheme equivalent. Okay, we're talking about learning how to work hard, organizing yourself. And 500 per district seems like not very many, but it's quite a lot in reality, isn't it, Eldon? Yeah, it is a significant amount, and and really what that comes down to is building small groups, a network of small groups in each congressional district. So let's say a group of ten, which might be small, might be large, but uh, let's 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 for most people a small a group of ten is relatively manageable, and they can work with them, and it's much more fun. So if you have fifty of those in a congressional district in different towns and things, then you've got five hundred, right? Yes, but I'm just telling you right now, it's hard to get 500 to even show up for something, much less to get 500 that will tirelessly work. So I just want people to understand it doesn't sound like yeah, very much. easy. It's like, oh, man, this is going to be easy. No, no, no. It's a lot of hard work, folks. It isn't easy. If it was that easy, it would have already been done, Eldon. Yes. Yeah. So you start with yourself and then build so you have a group of people and then say, well, let's see if we can start a group or find at least one person in the next town and help them get going. And as you do that, you keep going. Um, maybe you have some, uh, show some videos or bring in a speaker. Of course, that can build things more quickly. Uh, but all of that is, uh, is helpful. 
um, and you want to work with somebody that's been kind of in the trenches a while so they can they can help you out informed electorates at work a short sentence but packed full of reality check packed full of power if you will uh, packed full of solutions i might add as well and again nothing easy is worth working for ladies and gentlemen it's got to be tough it's got to be um you know anything uh, that's worth your while is going to take a lot of hard work uh, and effort to accomplish uh when did this video come out eldon uh 2011 is when it, yeah so it's uh, got a few years on it but uh kind of summarizes a program that we've been we've been doing for a number of years too I bring that up, ladies and gentlemen, because, look, the solutions have been on the table for over a decade, even with this video alone. There are solutions. There have been solutions from our founding father era. It's just uh, the JBS and other people are highlighting these realities and bringing them to the forefront for knowledge and for reexamination. We don't need to build a better mousetrap. We just need to kind of dig around and find the ones that work so well that we've abandoned and return to them is kind of the, the point the JBS would make, right? Yeah, it seems like somebody, you know, for all the effort, the time, the money that uh, patriots have put into all these different uh, so-called solutions, we, we could have beat the those that are conspiring over take our liberties many times over. It's just been, it's been well, like our founder, the, the John Birch Society, Robert Welch, pointed out, it's been shunted off into uh, less productive endeavors <laughs> uh, so that, uh, you know, the, the effect of the overall um, uh, effort and time and money spent has been just uh, dissipated so much. So we need to focus on things that are going to be effective rather than just, uh, you know, I, I don't know, but let's do the sovereign citizen movement and get rid of our uh, birth certificate or something like that as if that's going to solve these things. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's a video. You can just watch it, but watching it's the easy part. Getting to work is the hard part. All right, enough on that, but I really wanted to dig into that, though, because a, a lot of times when Eldon mentions something, ladies and gentlemen, you can just gloss over it, and then people don't really realize the educational treasure trove that is available just by watching this video. It can unlock uh, an understanding of the solution. It can unlock uh, a reality check on what it's going to take to really move the needle for liberty, Okay. And, and, and so I wanted to really dig into that on purpose so people kind of understand what we're talking about. When, when you just kind of refer to, hey, there's this video of Power of 500. It's really cool. Um, I want yeah, people to understand that the gravity and the, and the ramifications and the opportunities that it affords, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Uh, you know, this is something that every everyone that cares about liberty, they should uh, really carefully examine. Is this Is this something that is going to be productive is going to work maybe try it out just a little bit and see you know for um you know not not just to say a day but a little longer than that <laughs> certainly you know to yes, see sir. results and they call it a long long standing and successful plan for the long term solutions here this isn't a fly by the night answer you don't wake up tomorrow it's not like a tv show where you solve the world's problems in 30 minutes folks it is a, I'm going to watch the video, I'm going to get inspired, then I'm going to double down, and I'm going to assemble people. And I believe it is doable, uh, but I don't believe anybody's ever really done it consistently successfully, right? I think we've had flash in the pans. Uh, I think it's worked on occasion, 
Uh, you know, they might be getting it done to some degree with school boards and, and parents. Uh, but again, still not enough and not long-term sustained. One of the other keys to this is even if you understand it, even if you know how to work, even if you get your 500 people, you can't have it like be the Tea Party plan where we as a flash in the pan become really, 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 yeah. really, really, really popular and then poof, yep. where are they right. today? You can't have that kind of approach, folks. It will not work. Why? Because the enemies of liberty are tireless. Uh, they're literally 24-7. They never give up. They never run out of money. They never, okay, we need to make sure that we're the same if we expect success, Eldon. Yeah, and, you know, one thing I noticed about the tea parties, at least the ones I visited, is, you know, they they didn't really have a, a very well-defined agenda. Uh, you had a lot of people that uh, were concerned about this or that and many things, and that they're their efforts often became dissipated because they were in, involved in, in just so many different um, things uh, that it, it just was not focused. Uh, so this is uh, this is different, certainly. It's it's uh, people sitting down and saying, well, okay, l- where can we focus our efforts? And uh, educating the voters is uh, is something that you know that you do that effectively. You can. You know, I mean, the left does very well, admittedly, at educating the voters. They've got our children, 85% of them going to the government schools, right? I mean, they have the mass media uh, indoctrinating people. All right, let's take a quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 800-707-9709. 800-707-9709. That's 800-707-9709. A military parachute event at Washington Nationals Park Wednesday night inadvertently triggered a probable threat warning at the U.S. Capitol and prompted an evacuation order. U.S. Capitol Police apparently had not been notified of the event. Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani and his gubernatorial candidate son Andrew held a press conference about the issues facing New Yorkers. They say job one is to stop the corrupt Democrats currently running New York. I believe that most Republicans in this state realize that we have to reform the state. We have to change it. It can't operate the way it's operating now at two and a half times the budget of Florida with the corruption that we have. We have a governor who's doing a stadium that's going to end us costing us $4 billion because it benefits our husband. I mean, that's essentially what Biden did. Take a look at the family members of these Democrats and how much money they get, and you'll get an idea of the corruption that goes on. The gubernatorial primary in New York is June 28th. USA Radio News. All right, Eldon Stahl, Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. 
Elon Musk in the news, Eldon. Let's talk about this for a minute. So Elon Musk said, hey, man, I'm going to invest in Twitter. He bought 9% of the company. Everybody freaked. It made the news. It was wow. And then they tried to lock him down and say, well, we're going to put you on the board. And Elon's like, sounds good. Uh, And then that blew up. And the reason they wanted to put him on the board is because then he couldn't gain more than, say, 15% of the stock. Uh, And so they really tried Mm -hmm. to shackle him by putting him on the board. He eventually said, no, I'm not going on the board. And then they said, whoa, what's happening? And he said, well, hey, I want to buy Twitter. Just entirely flat out buy it out. Uh, And uh, he offered a significant premium, $43 billion, I think it is. Uh, and that's like seven billion more than it's the shares are really worth right now, uh, and uh, so most of the time, you know, the shareholders would sell, and it would be kind of a hostile uh, takeover. What they did is they swallowed a poison pill instead. The poison bill says, "Look, we're just going to devalue de- um, our shares. Uh, we're going to make a bunch of shares on the market so that hey, nobody can gain too much control of the company." Uh, the problem is now, uh, Eldon. It looks like Elon. Musk is saying, hey, I got a plan. Even if you guys try to swallow your poison pill, it won't work. And here's why. Musk reveals plan B for Twitter, which is I'll just buy our shareholders directly. Um, I'll just go to enough shareholders and, and, and offer them a deal individually. Uh, all you got to do is find out who's got the most shares and go to them and see if you can work a deal and everything else. And, you know, even if he doesn't buy out the company anyway, even if their poison pill half works, because it's not an all-or-nothing deal in this case. It's not. Okay, so if he gets enough people to where he can buy the shares over time, individually get people to sell out to him, and he gets enough, pretty soon he might own 20, 30, 40, and all it's going to take is, what, 51% of the company? And then who has, quote, controlling interest kind of a thing? And even if he doesn't have 51%, if he has a significant controlling interest, uh, I mean, he has a big voting power if he can get 30, 40% um, of the shares, etc. Um, I didn't think the poison pill plan was going to work, but if he can go to people directly, I guess it's the question of who can get to people directly faster uh, and buy the shares and then control it, you know. Um, and if somebody else starts to do what he's doing, uh, then, you know, you might get the SEC and everybody else coming in going, wait a minute, hold on, kind of a thing. I, I don't know where this is going to go now. I think it's pretty scrappy for Elon. Uh, I believe Elon would be better in charge of Twitter than who they've got now. Uh, but yet, I don't know that I even trust Elon Musk necessarily either. It seems like the big boys are now kind of saying, if you're somebody in the world today, the way you demonstrate your popularity is you own a big media service. Uh, you see Jeff Bezos doing that. Uh, you see Bill Gates, who's kind of been involved in that. Uh, you see, and now Elon Musk is saying, hey, I want to be a media mogul too. Uh, kind of an idea. How genuine he'll be at defending free speech and everything else, time will tell. What do you think of the whole summary of the story, Eldon? It's always been really interesting to me to to watch this and see, you know, um, I I don't know that I've necessarily been this great big Elon Musk fan, but, you know, he is an innovator and all, all of that. Um, but uh, he must, of course, have some sort of uh, meaningful motivation for trying to uh, take over Twitter and to get a controlling interest and all of that. Um I yeah I kind of share your concerns of how, how much uh, for free speech would he be I don't know uh, if he did take actually take over Twitter but uh, yeah the 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 strategy of the uh, you know the the Marxists the left the progressives uh, all those you know people that kind of uh, kind of get lumped into the the basket of uh, the left or the umbrella term uh, has been to really not to really debate things. 
but to control the platform upon which the things are debated. And if they can do that, then they really control the debate. If you control the microphone, you control the debate, right? So that's that's been their strategy, and um, to because it's it's a position of power. Uh, so it seems like the um, you know the liberty-minded people have uh, not learned that lesson quite as well. They've been um, reluctant to um, strive to gain power. Um, thinking that the only thing that needs to be done is to simply provide good information or to um, uh, to uh, just uh, tell the truth and uh, it will be accepted and recognized as such uh, rather than to uh, have actual the, the power to uh, disseminate the truth uh, effectively as well. Uh-oh. Did I lose you? Sorry, I'm on mute. What do you think is <laughs> going to happen, Eldon? Do you think uh, we're going to end up having a, uh, I don't know what you say, an Elon takeover of Twitter? Or do you think they're going to, poison pills going to work? Or what, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission gets involved to try to remedy this? What do you think will be the reality check? I, You know, if I knew, I guess I would tell you. I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious if, if Elon's going to push this um, and actually take over Twitter or if they're just going to, who knows? Uh, they could just Twitter. People could just say, well, OK, we're not going to have Twitter anymore. We're going to start a different group, which probably a lot of people would do anyway if he took it over. Well, and that's uh, kind of the question is, uh, you know, what will happen uh, instead of him just buying up shares directly as well? One of the things that I've thought of that Elon Musk could do is, you know, do you really have to own every share, Elon, or could you get like minded people? Let's just say that Sam and Eldon and, you know, uh, 5,000 other people were invested in Twitter, but you know what, had kind of a mindset of an Elon Musk, which says, you know what, we believe there should be free speech here and this, this lockdown and control and shutting out of everybody is unacceptable. Uh, might he get people, uh, shareholders to align with him and agree with him, giving him decision-making authority beyond his investment, if you will? Uh, and might that be even a more appropriate way to go about the solution than, say, directly buying every share from everybody over time? Uh, what I mean is there's nothing wrong with an appropriate think tank of like-minded Americans that say, hey, you know what, Elon's the big big man on the block, but yet, you know what, we can go along with most of what he does and says. And, and might there be um, – I don't know what the word would be because it's making up a new a term here, a new ideology. But might it be a poison pill mitigator uh, and, and, and provide a solution without having to go through the possible uh, Securities and Exchange Commission meltdown, the et cetera, et cetera? Might it just be done by, by leadership and by uh, the court of public opinion and by saying, look, how many people really – who are invested in Twitter agree with me, not with the current status quo kind of a thing. And I don't know if that's a way, but it, I, I kind of believe that a lot more people might believe in liberty and believe in free speech more than we think. There just might be a few thugs at the top that are stopping a lot of this, have too much control. Uh, but yet, you know what, if Elon and his band <laughs> might have more power that way and might have less regulatory, uh, I don't know what you want to say, scrutiny and uh, might, Anyway, it just seems like there might be a great opportunity. And then if you did that, then you could have Elon Musk start another competing company. And that way, if Twitter still goes off the rails, you've got a plan. Uh, to me, uh, Eldon, I think that Elon needs to have a ABCDEFG plan in place 
uh, fund current <laughs> media folks out there already doing a good job so that they can stay alive against the hostilities of, of, of the government and of big tech, uh, a.k.a. WND.com, us, there's many others. Um, support them. That's part of plan whatever. Uh, go ahead and get shareholders to agree with you uh, and you know use your greater voting block. Vote as a team, if you will. And then start your own media company. Do all the above. What do you think, Eldon? Yeah, well, it, it, it's kind of the similar principle to this uh, power of 500. You know, you, you control or you influence the people that are the decision makers, the people that cast the votes, whether it's shareholders or voters, whatever. If you do that, then you basically control the outcome. So uh, regardless of maybe the route to that, whether it's you're just outright buying out the shares or getting like-minded people to hold shares, uh, either way, you control the outcome and, and you control the direction of the company. All right, next headline is, you know, Joe Biden has mocked Donald Trump and the Democrats mocked Donald Trump for his hardcore stance on the border for a long time, saying he was just saying all the Mexicans were rapists and uh, ne'er-do-wells, and they mocked Donald and called him a racist, and they pulled out every trick in the book. It didn't work. Donald did a pretty good job locking down the border. He didn't do near what he promised, but he really made significant strides and efforts towards that reality. Then Joe took over, and it went off the rails. Now we've got well over double the amount of illegal aliens crossing the border. Many of them are criminals. Many of them are rapists and murderers and uh, fleeing other countries um, for political reasons and for uh, to avoid criminal prosecution in their own countries, etc., uh, I can go on, but now the headline from WorldNet Daily, WND.com. It's a great article written by Art Moore at WND.com, and it says this, Eldon. Move aside, Joe. 26 states form border security strike force. GOP um, are reacting now to crisis. They blame on Joe. 26 states teaming up on this. I've got a couple of more details, and then Eldon will respond to this one. Um, wow, all the GOP that didn't seem to want to back Donald back in the day now are maybe coming around? We can only pray, huh? Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens. 
Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, move aside, Joe. That's what they're saying, move aside, Joe. Literally 26 states are saying they've had it. Enough. When Joe Biden, September 24, 2021, doubled down and said, hey, you know, the Border Patrol agents are, uh, you know, on horseback and they're beating up illegal immigrants and stuff, and that turned out to be all false and everything else. Now reacting to the border chaos. They're blaming on Biden's policies. 26 Republican governors are really addressing the threats to their communities now through the, quote, newly formed American Governors Border Strike Force. The governors will share intelligence and analysis of state-level crimes connected to, quote, border security issues, the Washington Times reported. Uh, You want to respond to this, Ellen? Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, potentially it could... uh could be beneficial here. Um, it's just, uh, you know, wondering how, how much they'll actually do. It looks like they're looking into at least uh, crimes or threats of uh, increased crime from uh, uh, border insecurity. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a positive thing. Um, you know, sharing intelligence about all those things uh, among, I, I think it says among the different states so that's that's a step in the right direction. Um, certainly, there needs to be um, at least some resistance from states on this, uh, even though, well, okay, states uh, don't have necessarily an international border, but they have state borders, and they can at least try to protect their state borders. Um, that's very much within the ability of states. And some states, of course, their state border, um, parts of it are international borders, aren't they? All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I find that interesting. I don't know that the governors are any better, uh, but at least they're doing something. And you got We'll see how successful they are. Uh, but I personally think when Donald Trump was the president of the United States and he was taking the border seriously, that's when 26 Republican governors should have doubled down and backed the president of the United States. You know, I appreciate that now they're not in power, and now an election's coming up, so they want to double down and get serious. I appreciate that. Move aside, Joe. It sounds awesome. But I think it's an election ploy 
more than a reality check. That's just my take, Eldon. I don't mean to be critical. I don't mean to be negative. I want to give credit where credit's due, but I'm jaded, sir. I, I've just seen them. Every time an election comes up, they do a lot of things that you just go, yeah, 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 we're, they get it this time. It's going to be incredible. How oh, good. And, and then you just go, oh. Yeah, yeah. I think uh-huh. that's a, a observation I've noticed, too, is uh, so many times the Republicans – uh, they make a big uh, stink about things when they're not in power, uh, but when they really have the power, at, at, you know, uh, one one person that comes to mind that would illustrate this would be somebody like John Thune. You know, when uh, when it came to the possibility in the U.S. Senate of stopping Obamacare, um, you know, John Thune, I, I think, had had voted on these uh, bills. You know, when the Democrats were in power to repeal Obamacare, how many times were we going to vote to repeal? But when it came to defunding Obamacare and actually stopping it, um, somebody like John Thune would just be like, oh, no, we can't do that. You know, so I remember, and there's so many examples a person could get. Yeah, it's kind of like how like, Donald said, lock her up on the campaign trail. Then when he became president, he's like, why would I want to lock up my friend Hillary? I mean, come on now. Yeah. Yeah, right. There's another example. It's uh, it seems like uh, sometimes these these efforts are more uh, theater than actual seriousness. I was glad he was serious about uh, uh, securing the border when he was president. He didn't. That wasn't. You know, so many Republicans have have run on that and not done anything, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it seems like. Uh, Historically, the Republicans have have been, um, you know, all agitating for. Um, they, they would say, "Well, if you put us back in power it, with the majority, we will fix this problem." And then once yeah. they get in the majority, they happen to say, "You know, um, I guess it's a little more difficult than we thought," or it, you know, <laughs> some, some uh-huh. sort of excuse. I don't know. I'm going to take a little phrase from an old country song. How about a little less talk and a lot more action? ladies and gentlemen, from the Republicans. I wish they were serious. I'll give you an example to make the point about being serious. There's a governor in Idaho that's supposedly pretty conservative. He passed a pro-life bill and everything else, and, you know, hey. But now there's a headline uh, written in The New American by our dear friend Alex Newman, incredible writer, just a wonderful gentleman. But the headline says this, Courts meddling in family sparks uh, growing in alarm. So uh, you got basically, hey, the, the government's literally meddling with a family. Uh, and it's a big concern um, where you kind of say, wait a minute, why is the government meddling in the affairs of the family? You go read that article from Alex Newman and you kind of get this new r- respect to say, you know, I appreciate there's a, a Republican governor there. But you know what? Why is this happening on his watch? And this is kind of what I mean, is that when they're in place, the things that matter most don't, don't matter. Now, if you put an Ammon Bundy, who I actually endorsed for governor for the state of Idaho in place, this would not be going on. That's the difference that I'm trying to point out, Eldon. Yeah, yeah. It's And it's often difficult for the average person, unless they have a, a well-orchestrated uh, education uh, of the of the voters, uh, to help them discern between those people that are just feeding them good-sounding, uh, sound, you know, rhetoric, uh, versus those that are actually serious about uh, fixing the problem and restoring liberty. 
All right, I got two final stories for the hour that are both in the New American magazine, thenewamerican.com. First one says this. Uh, It turns out that John Durham says that the CIA knew that the dirt on Donald Trump and that the information they gave to the FBI on Donald Trump was bogus. So, Eldon, if they knew that from the start, why didn't Durham speak up sooner? And why are we allowing the criminals to do this? I don't really understand if we um, are going to say now, Durham is saying, the CIA knew that the dirt on Trump and the assessment given to the FBI was bogus. If they knew that, why did we allow that to happen for two years plus? Where were the Republicans while this was going down? Nobody was talking. It was crickets. What the heck? Well, wasn't this, uh, you know, Durham, he was put, he was, uh, I don't know if you'd say appointed, right, by Trump. Uh, it must have been the, at least the second half of, of Trump's term, right, to to, to go through the Russian collusion uh, allegations and uh, find out who, who actually did that when, when that investigation proved that it was just a bunch of nonsense. Uh, so I'm not sure how much opportunity Durham would have had at least during that time when that was, you know, being promoted by the major media. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's something that at, at least it's coming out finally that, okay, the, the media uh, lied, but also the CIA and the FBI, they were in on it too. And they were, um, there's, there, there's a lot of corruption, a lot of, uh, a lot of house to clean in those agencies, isn't there? It's not the days of Jake or Hoover um, uh, uh, trying to at least get the bottom, get to the bottom of Well, things. let's say that I give him a pass and say, okay, John Durham didn't know. The Republicans didn't really realize there was real investigations going on. But then here's the deal. Government officials literally broke laws for two years and should be arrested. There's an article written by Ben Armstrong in The New American that highlights this reality. I could not agree with him more. Look. If we're just finding out about this, fine, I get it. I don't understand why they didn't know about it earlier, but fine, I get it. Let's say they really did honestly, genuinely just discover it now. Fine. Where's the prosecutions? Where's the arrests? Where's the we're putting you in jail plan? That's what the Democrats tried to do to Trump and did do to people surrounding Donald Trump. Um, When are we going to take off the gloves now and say, fine, you know what? I'll give you a pass if you didn't know. That's fine. No problem. No harm, no foul. But now you better take action. And if you don't, then I got to blame you too. Hillary's running around and she literally funded this dossier. She literally is running around free and she she literally did operation uh, opposition research on Trump and then helped release and funded the dossier against him that wasn't even true. And then she literally had email on her servers that was, uh, you know, illegally dealt with there. And, you know, we go on and on. Where are the arrests? And if we, if we don't get them, I'm holding the Republicans as responsible to the Democrats. What good is it to release an article saying, oh, yeah, we knew that they were guilty the whole time or that, you know, the government knew they were guilty. Look, shut down the unconstitutional CIA that's criminal. Shut down Hillary Clinton and all those guys for criminal activity. Let's start arresting people left and right. And you could say, well, Sam, that's sure harsh. No, it's not. We spent literally $30 million attacking Donald on a false premise funded by an opposite campaign. And then they say there's no vote fraud. And I say to you, wait a minute now, the CIA knew? Well, that's one side of the equation. The CIA knew the attacks on Trump were bogus. 
But what about the opposite's true? They've been covering up the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden scandals as well. And you put those two opposition realities in the mix and you go, it's vote fraud extraordinaire going on. Eldon? Yeah, very much so. And it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, when Bill Clinton was impeached. Of course, so many presidents, people have been pushing for them to be impeached, and there's always, you know, bumper stickers and all that. But it really didn't get off the ground until uh, really the John Birch Society got heavily involved in pushing for him to be impeached for treason, uh, giving all this technology, nuclear technology to China, which is now pointed out our shores, by the way. Uh, But it took people uh, contacting their congressmen, demanding that they actually, in the House, uh, file impeachment articles and move those forward in the Judiciary Committee, key people on the committee uh, that were uh, lobbied, and it it moved it forward. Um, That's what it's going to take. We've got to demand that these people be held accountable and uh, organize and uh, talk with our congressmen and, and say, you know, this has to be done. The Republicans, uh, from the experience with the Clinton, uh, even the treason stuff with Clinton, they were reluctant to even move forward with impeachment until people said, no, we demand that you do this. Here's the evidence. But even the Democrats we, should be incensed of this, though. And I'm not talking about the entrenched deep state Republicans and Democrats. I'm talking about the average Democrat, whether you agree or disagree with Donald, whether you hate Donald or not. Look, if you know that your leaders literally created a opposition research lie that you funded and peddled and promoted, used the media to do your bidding, uh, then the CIA knew in advance and admits that, and, and okay, now you're nonpartisan, at least you're supposed to be with the CIA and FBI and Justice Department and everybody and everything else. At some point, you as the Democrats have got to push for accountability, too. Oh, yeah. It's our country yeah, at stake now. We're against the deep state here, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a left-right paradigm discussion at all anymore. It's a criminal versus honor and integrity discussion. Unless we get a handle on it, expect it to get worse. Remember that and remember who told you. Eldon, we, we so appreciate all your efforts, sir. Oh, well, you too, Sam. Gosh, it's, uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, encourage people to get involved. Things change when you get involved. you gotta, you got to make things happen, not wait for them to happen. Just imagine if we had 500 that even weren't trained, but they were serious about accountability on this singular issue, what we could get done with 500 people in every single district across the greatest country on the face of the earth. Thanks, Eldon. Thanks to everyone. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.